Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm uh, William. William, you ready to talk tonight? I am. We have a yarn. Okay. Tell it, Dale. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Every week, Kristen and I sit down, we talk about things from the world of horror. Mm -hmm. I've done my own research, Kristen has done her own, and then we just share the stories with each other and have a good time. Yeah, This show comes out every Friday on all major podcast apps. You can watch a video version of this show Mm -hmm. on youtube.com slash talkbomb. Uh, And with that being said, why don't we just jump right into the proceedings? All right, let's do it. So I have a mini monster madness for the week. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. And um, it's about kind of a sleep paralysis gal named uh, Pisadira, maybe? It's Portuguese. It's P-I-S-A-D-E-I-R-A. And I read that it translates to something like woman who steps. In oh, Portuguese. Pisadira? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brazilian in origin. And it's like a witch figure who walks around on the roofs of houses until everyone is asleep. Then she picks someone to jump on their chest and paralyze them slash terrify them. So she prefers, it's not the only people who get it, but you're more at risk of having Pisadora visit you if you've just had a big meal. And you're lying belly up. (laughs) So I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble nightly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I speculate that maybe she likes the cushion for jumping on Mm, a person. It's good for the pushing. That's right. I've been a sitting duck for Pizzadira for 31 years. I actually am not only because eating before bed gives me nightmares. What? Yeah. I started to like notice the pattern. That's bizarre. I know. I know. Huh. Yeah. So if you ever want a good nightmare, you just like order some za. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. If I eat too close to bed, if I have like, I mean, I don't have to be famished when I go to bed, but I can't go to bed. I can't eat and then go right to bed. It'll give me nightmares. I can't imagine you're the only one to, to experience this, but what a bizarre cause and effect. I know. I mean, I wasn't even F- looking for anything. I just to started to notice it. Equals nightmares. Yeah. Like people have studied where dreams come from mm-hmm. and they're like, the jury is still out. Like some people are saying it comes from the pond. Yeah. Uh, in your brain. Yeah. Like, what do dreams mean and stuff? I feel like being able to go like, well, I know how to generate nightmares <laughs> is a pretty huge step forward <laughs> that I've never heard anyone There's talk about before. A, yeah, I've never thought about it before. I mean, I'm sure there are other people who, well, whatever. I'm going to fall asleep with a bologna sandwich in my mouth and see if I experience like a, a dream demon. Oh, it's the worst. Freddy Krueger coming running at me. The worst. Crazy. Um. So yeah, that's basically it except for a detail that I like. She basically has a typical witch look to her. Cool. She has long straggly hair big nose like long fingers with pointy nails and stuff but she has large heavy feet which would clomping around on the roof yes which i would think would maybe be counterproductive because i would think maybe she'd want to be like creeping on the roof so like i would think the clomping would keep the family awake but far be it for me to tell witches how to do their business yeah she obviously knows what she's doing that's right yeah so that's pisadira awesome yeah i'm gonna throw my uh, a, a mini monster of my own at you please uh not so much a monster kind of a movie monster i guess you could call it mm-hmm. my topic for the evening was originally going to be ghosts that were caught on film in famous movies okay i was hoping that i could find another sort of little listicle yeah uh, where i could talk about like oh did you know that there's like a a, a banshee yeah that screams in the background of most scenes of home alone or scene cool. or something whatever like you can see That'd be very cool you can see a funky phantom flying around outside jack sparrow's funky windows phantom? yeah you know, i don't know 
uh, cameras are rolling. Maybe a ghost shows up, or there's an EVP. No, totally. Like um, like the three men and a baby thing. That yeah. is the one. That's the only one. That yeah, kept coming up. Yeah, uh, like Damn. bad penny everywhere <laughs> I turn. Three men and a baby. Yeah. So uh, have you seen that movie before? No, it's I don't think so. Great. Mm. I watched it for the first time ever only a couple of months ago. It happened to be on. Yeah. I loved it. All right. Yeah. But anyway. So it's about a 30-year-old movie starring Steve Gutenberg, yep. Tom Selleck, and Ted Danson as uh, three gentlemen that are trying to figure out how to raise this baby. That's right. Uh, but there is a scene. It's a very famous screenshot. You may have seen it online uh, where I believe it's Ted Danson or uh, maybe it's Tom Selleck in the uh -huh. foreground. Uh, talking to a lady and perhaps holding a baby. Yeah. In the background of the shot, out of focus, it is not the point of the scene whatsoever. There is a window mm -hmm. with the blinds, uh, uh, slight, like half drawn yeah. a little bit, and a figure mm -hmm. standing behind the curtains in front of the windows. Yeah. Nobody addresses this figure. The figure does not move. Mm -hmm. It is not a point in the movie <laughs> to to talk about this person standing in the background. Yeah. And so most people have looked at the movie and been like, why is there a humanoid figure in the background of this shot that nobody talks about? It's a ghost. Yeah. And uh, so it's like a very popular... Thing that's been shared countless times online that there's a ghost in the movie three men and a baby uh but the fact of the matter is uh sorry to burst the bubble on this one because <laughs> i've done my research i yeah. watched tom Selleck on the tonight show starring jimmy fallon uh -huh. where they talk about that and it turns out there had been a deleted scene uh, in the movie where Ted Danson, I guess, plays a movie star in the movie. Yeah. And so he has posters of himself all over the place. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Include, and a cardboard cutout. There had been a deleted scene where he does something with the cardboard cutout. It ends up in the back corner of a room behind the curtains. Right. And so out of focus, a cardboard <laughs> cutout of Ted Danson yeah. looks a lot like the dead ghost of a little boy. That's so awesome. It's, it's the best. A lot of people have said yeah. that, you know, like the house where they shot that movie, there was a little boy who unfortunately passed away and his ghost shows up in the film. Mm -hmm. That movie was shot on a soundstage. Yeah. On sets. So like the whole thing tumbles apart. Yeah, but I really but I love, love it. it. Yeah. I, I've always loved that, and I was really hoping that there would be other instances. I'm surprised there aren't. Yeah, of like you know you're watching the movie Castaway, mm -hmm. and there's you know a figure moving in the background. Right. Tom Hanks is supposed to be alone on the, that island. Who who could that person be? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's it's Wilson. It's the spirit of Wilson. He's using that volleyball. Ooh, that's like Annabelle. Yeah. Right. Like mm -hmm. the ghost is actually manipulating the doll. It is that's right possessing the doll. That's right. Ooh, there's gotta be some spooky fanfic yeah. about castaway where wilson is uh, a demonic entity i don't know if there's gotta be oh there's got no i'm saying like, either there, there is should be or there has to be yeah so i don't think there is yeah send us your castaway fanfic please yeah anyway that's that's my mini monster sweet that was good i was let down no other instances but what eh, can you do what can you do yeah. william i want to ask you to go first this week because i'm just very curious about what yours is oh okay because you said it was timely yeah, yeah, it is yeah, timely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, then to keep in sort of the movie theme. Okay. Is it Slenderman? It's Slenderman. Okay, great. Yeah, of course. Great. Uh, there is a new movie out uh, this past weekend. Yep. Uh, based around this sort of internet meme folklore monster called Slenderman. If you're not familiar with him, you probably still kind of are. Mm -hmm. Kristen, tell me everything you think you know about Slenderman. Um, Slenderman was a story created on Reddit, I think. Okay. Um, 
about a long, long, a tall, yeah, yeah. skinny man, I think with no face or a very like vague face in a suit um, with like maybe extra long fingers or something like that. Okay. And there's like lore about him having a mansion and he, you know, like he asks you to do his bidding. And then if you do, you can go live in the mansion. And if you don't do it, then he'll kill you. Um, and then it's just like spun out a bunch of different places from there. People really took to the Slender Man story. And then also the crime where the two girls stabbed their friend so that they could go to Slender Man's mansion. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So it did pretty well there. Okay. There's sort of an amalgamation of information from different places. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, that's kind of the point of Slender Man. Yeah. As far as I can tell. Yeah. We've talked on Guide to the Unknown before uh, countless times. Uh, you can easily count them. <laughs> about things like... Uh, uh, the boogeyman mm-hmm. where there are different interpretations of what he is, what his goals are, uh, his dreams, his yeah. aspirations. <laughs> Everybody has their own different interpretation of that monster. Yeah. We understand that as part of sort of, uh, passing stories verbally. It may vary from one version to the mm-hmm. next. Uh, Slender Man has an origin that you can point to and say, this is the day he was created. Yeah. But, uh, once he was created, it seems like people just enjoyed the story so much, they created a, a, an endless variety. Yeah. So the whole thing about the mansion, mm-hmm. I'm not sure where that came from. Mm-hmm. I know that it was part of the case of the girls trying to murder their friend to go to his mansion, but that was not part of the original lore. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I think um, Slender Man is, uh, I think the idea of him having a an easily pinned down set of rules about how he operates Mm -hmm. what he wants would be doing a disservice to this type of character because i kind of enjoy the fact that so many people have written their own interpretations yeah it seems like it's kind of like owned by the internet at this point it's just a totally a story with a million different authors and they're all canon 100 percent. so uh to put an image in your head slender man is uh inhumanly tall right sometimes or long you could call it as i did earlier yeah (laughs) some people uh have drawn him to be you know let's say seven foot something which people have been some people draw him to be you know like insanely tall taller than the trees yeah usually he's depicted wearing a, a, a red tie and a black suit with a white shirt sort of the you know anonymous image yeah that people used online where uh he's got a white featureless face um, so it's almost like he's an alien. Right. The tentacles that he has are either I've seen growing out of his back. Uh huh. Or they are his arms. Like his arms are extended and yeah. flopping around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where he came from is so much less interesting than where people have taken the character. Uh huh. I think. And to be honest, in everything I'm about to tell you about Slenderman, I am not going to cover every single thing that has ever been written about I mean, how could you? Because it would just be impossible at this point. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of take you on a a little journey of facts about uh, where he came from, uh, some of the most popular stories that have been generated about him. Awesome. And uh, talking about what is going on with the movie that just came out, because it is almost like controversially a a pile of crap. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Slender Man... I'm excited. Slender Man, as opposed to things like Bigfoot, I can tell you the day right. that Slender Man was created. Yeah. It was We don't know Bigfoot's birthday. No. Yeah. This is Slender Man's he was a little baby. Mm-hmm. Slender baby. Entered the world June tenth, 
2009 in a thread, not on Reddit, but on a forum called Something Awful. Sweet. There was a thread where people were challenged to basically create a paranormal image. Mm -hmm. Photoshop whatever you want. Make something that is, you know, uh, we've never seen before. You know, use your creativity. Come up with a new type of monster. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, there's a guy named Eric Nudson who used the screen name Victor Surge. That's an awesome screen name. I think they're very, both awesome names. I know. I would say his name, his original name is also awesome. Very yeah. um, Carlos Danger-esque. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. But less upsetting. Carlos Danger. Oof. Forgot about that. I can't believe that's a real thing. Victor Surge. Victor Surge. Yeah. That's sweet. So he photoshopped images of kids playing outside. Mm-hmm. And in the deep background, out of focus, shrouded in fog, he had this tall, uh, featureless, slender man. Yeah. <laughs> lurking He's around. a slender man. He's very <laughs> slender. Um, he's a slender man. It's a junior mint. Uh, so on those images, he did something that nobody else was really doing uh-huh. on that forum. He added little captions. So he took the, the images that he was creating and almost turned them into little fictional worlds. Little oh, that's stories. cool. So on one of the images, he had the caption, we didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. Ooh, that's good. Isn't that great? Yeah, no wonder this caught on. On a creepy picture with a scary guy in the background and kids in front, that's awesome. Having an old black and white image and a little quote Mm -hmm. almost starts to build an idea in your head that this is some sort of like a newspaper article or... You know, a quote from a witness who was nearby while this thing was in the area, something like that. Like, it it generates your own creativity to fill in the blanks of how we're having this quote attached to this image. I think that's probably part of why it took, like, really took, the internet took to it. That's what I guess I'm trying to say. Like, that format of, like, a picture with an idea already attached to it, but it's an idea that you could really spin off from. That's like perfect. It's inviting. Yeah, it is inviting. It is. Yeah. Uh, the other caption was, uh, the, you know, he had the image of the frightening man and kids. The caption said, one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day on which 14 children vanished for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Uh, deformities cited as film defects by officials. There were, you know, manipulations yeah. in the film. Uh, fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. Ooh, I love that. You know? Yeah, it's building a whole thing. Absolutely. I love the idea of scary things being confiscated, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, we know this is a thing, but we're, like, gonna try to lock it down. Yes, it's, you know, like the end of, end of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. They've got the, the Ark of the Covenant. Uh-huh. They've seen it. They've interacted with it. But the government's going to take this. This should not be allowed. Yeah, I love that. This is not for the public to understand. We'll be handling things from here. Thank you. Yeah. We've got this this version of the fo- photograph, but the original photograph was taken as evidence. Right. You know. makes It gives a lot of gravitas yeah. to the photograph. 100%. The photo- gravitas. So basically. Photo gravitas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so basically from here, other people started to Photoshop their own images of Slenderman creeping around in the background of photos, started writing their own stories, drawing pictures of the Slenderman. Mm-hmm. My kind of theory is on top of the fact that it's uh, uh, it was presented in such an inviting way to yeah. to basically be like fill in the gaps for yourself. There's something about the way that Slender Man looks: pale white face. That's just an oval. Yep. The suit and tie. There's something about that that is very. 
it's confusing because he's a demon, right? But also, it's something that's really recognizable and official. And, yes, it's very familiar. Yeah, he's easy to draw. Mm-hmm. He's almost like a mascot. Like you could sit down and draw Mickey Mouse right now. Yeah, it would be hard to draw. Sit down and draw Cthulhu. Right. You know, so right. like totally. Like I feel like it just made people want to be like, well, I can I can do my own little version of yeah. this. I I could do that. I bet I could do that. And also with the blank face, you really can kind of project anything onto him. Like you can really make up any kind of story about what this thing is. Yeah, 100%. So, uh because the character starts to expand from here and a lot of the mythology of the Slenderman was provided by, you know, a myriad of alternate sources, it's hard to pin down what came from where, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But the real interesting thing about it all, like almost forget forget what people added to this. Uh-huh. I'll tell you about some of it. But like like ignore the fact that the Slenderman character began to spiral out from there. Right. Um, and was given rules and an origin, whatever. The most fascinating thing about the Slenderman phenomenon mm-hmm. is the idea that for the first time, we're able to track how folklore evolves. Yeah. Like, uh, so I've got this, I've got this thing here that was from Wikipedia. In the book Folklore, Horror Stories, and the Slenderman, the Development of Internet Mythology, Professor Shira Chess of the University of Georgia connected the Slenderman to ancient folklore about fairies. Like fairies, Slenderman is otherworldly, with motives that are often dis- difficult to grasp. Like fairies, his appearance is vague and often shifts to reflect what the viewer wants or fears to see. And like fairies, the Slender Man calls the woods and wild places his home and kidnaps children. Yeah. There's a whole thing about folklorists being fascinated by the Slender Man story. Mm-hmm. Not just because sense. it's kind of weird and strange, but because you can say this started in 2009, right. like halfway through 2009, mm-hmm. and you can track the ways that a story evolves over time with multiple participants working together to build a story that will be passed on even more times. Yeah, So totally. it's like for the first time we can track, I don't know, the evolution of language. Yeah. The evolution of storytelling. Absolutely. If that's your job as a folklorist anyway, and you have to put those pieces together kind of without records, it must be really exciting to have these records now to draw from. Yeah. Or I wonder a teeny bit like, oh, I kind of like the hunt. Yeah. Of figuring this out, you know, maybe it kind of like takes away from it a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, but uh, this this same author, Shira Chesh, she argued that the Slender Man exemplifies the similarities between traditional folklore and the open source ethos of the Internet. And that unlike traditional monsters like vampires and werewolves, the fact that Slender Man's mythos can be tracked and signposted offers a powerful insight into how the myth and, and into how myth and folklore form. Uh, she identified three aspects of the Slenderman mythos that tie it to folklore. Collectivity, meaning that rather than one single person, Mm -hmm. there are a bunch of people that are collaborating to build the story. Variability, meaning that alternate people telling the story change the way the story is told. Mm -hmm. And performance, uh, meaning that uh, the audience, the way that we react, I viewed this almost as like a sink or swim like the the cream rises to the top yeah. kind of idea that like because a million people are telling slender man stories the ones that are told well or that people really respond to mm-hmm. are the ones that do well yeah. online and so that is the version that is now considered to be fact right. for the character huh interesting and continued on yeah darwinian yeah exactly so you know like you imagine people sitting around the campfire telling stories about bigfoot yeah. the person who talks about how bigfoot you know 
is as tall as, you know, like a tree or whatever, people are like, well, he's an animal, right? So that doesn't really make sense. They don't tell that version to their friends. Yeah. But the yeah. person that is, you know, out there talking about how, like, he's a protector of the forest. And if you set a toe out of line, he's going to get you. People are like, well, I understand that. I understand the idea of right and wrong. Yeah. Attached to this creature. He has his own morals. That's really interesting. I got to tell my friend about that. And so the story continues. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sweet. Real quick on the Bigfoot tip, everybody out there, I've talked about the show Euphemet. It's a podcast um, in our private Facebook group, but their most recent episode is about this guy's kind of like hunt and relationship for Sasquatch, and it is so good and actually very heartwarming. Yeah. So very quick the, aside. A lot of the stuff on that show is like really kind of like unusual for what you'd expect mm-hmm. Uh like a, a paranormal show to be yeah totally yeah, really, yeah. yeah check out you but that one in particular is very it's cool you don't usually hear things like that talked about from that angle yeah yeah it's like very meaningful to him cool so it's interesting anyway uh so anyway uh there are other things about slender man that have been added like uh-huh. i said that weren't created by the original author yeah so uh here are some of the things that people seem to take for granted as being fact about the Slender Man. Right. They just think it's part of Slender lore. Yes. This is part of the Slender lore. Mm-hmm. So he's able to teleport. If he's nearby, you might get Slender sickness. Oh, God. What is yeah. that? It's basically just like mental, like you start getting super paranoid. I bet you like grab your head and you're like, ah, yeah. ah, like there's a loud noise. Or you might become sort of like a proxy of his. He can uh-huh. almost uh, like oh. twist your heart. Now you work for the Slender Man. Oh, no. You know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, delusions, nosebleeds. Uh-huh. Some of these have been added by a particular depiction of Slender Man. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can find all these online. Like if you, if you Google Slender Man stories, you'll get a ton of them. The one that I was always the most fascinated by and that truthfully I have not really uh, watched that much of. Mm-hmm. I found it to be kind of confusing and challenging. Uh-huh. Uh, but I've tried many times. There is a um, there is a web series called Marble Hornets. Okay. Now, this is it's very plainly a story about uh, kids that are trying to uh, I don't know figure out what's happening to them as Slenderman is basically taking them over one by one and attacking them, messing with them. The name Marble Hornets is that these kids uh, several months ago for a school project were trying to make a short film called Marble Hornets, mm-hmm. but it fell apart. Okay. They stopped doing it. The kid that was primarily in charge of putting together this documentary bailed, and now several months later, one of the other kids is like, whatever happened with that? Why did he stop? He was super interested in it one day, and then he never wanted to do it again. Yeah. So he goes to look at some of the old Marble Hornets footage that was shot and sees that uh-huh. a lot of it is, you know, hard to decipher. Seems like it was shot by the guy in a state of, you know, like psychosis. Uh-huh. Uh, That's and a they cool start idea. To see the operator, yeah, appearing in the background of some shots, Ugh. out of focus, blurry, shaky cam. It's found footage. Uh oh. So to me, the Blair Witch Project was the start of a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, it was a story that was about folklore because there's this town where a witch is said to have lived and died, and now she haunts the woods and she takes children. Blah blah blah. Uh, but the movie itself was also about three film students that mm-hmm. were just trying to figure out what's going on and end up uh, getting themselves in too deep. Yeah. I really love the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Marble Hornets seems like a distinctly modern 
version of that kind of story. Cool. It's kids that don't know what's going on, what happened several months back, mm-hmm. and are trying to figure out how to move forward. One of their friends gets slender sickness at one point. Yeah. The, I wouldn't consider these spoilers because I barely understand uh-huh. the series. It's a YouTube channel. It might be two YouTube channels where they upload videos that are like two minutes long a piece. I'm Some of them intrigued take place by those. out of sequence. But yeah, I haven't I haven't ever followed one, but I'm intrigued by channels and things that do stuff like that. Yeah. Very challenging. Yeah. Uh I feel like that might be the the fact that it's so unusual might be one of the reasons why you don't see it really hit the mainstream. Right. It's hard to latch on to, it sounds like. Yeah, you've got to be invested. You've got to be paying attention. But then I'm sure once you are, I bet there are people who are obsessed with it, right? Absolutely. It, yeah. it has done very well. It's got like cool. 10 million views, something like that. Like, this is not a small thing. Cool. Uh, I've never heard of it. I'll have to look that up. They eventually made a movie cool. uh, based on Marble Hornets that starred uh, Doug Jones. He's a very sort of famous character actor. He's, he's a very tall skinny guy so he okay. ends up playing the operator in that movie which is what they call slender man yeah uh, slender man is still like a copyrighted thing like as much as he belongs to the internet really because you can eric nudson copyrighted slender man copyright is implied uh-huh. I, I don't know the facts on this yeah but in my own experience doing things online copyright yeah. is implied if if you can prove here's the thing that i created you yeah. can see the origin point for this thing right it's yours yeah yeah so people can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Eric Knudsen has every right to shut it down if he wants. Right. And be um, like, you can't profit from this. Exactly. You know what it reminds me of, of a little bit? So my job is that I work for um, Kara Benz, who has a blog and a YouTube channel and everything called Boho Berry. And it, it's kind of, it's gone off some different directions, but like it's about like journaling and day planning. And so in that kind of community, the bullet journal is a really huge deal. And you can Google it. It's, it's like a whole thing. But there's one guy who in invented so to speak the bullet journal yeah, yeah. like and it was just a simple list keeping thing like no big deal but just the way that this guy could keep his day organized and it has branched out into this humongous community of people who do like all these artsy things with it like there are like trackers of different sorts that seem to be like a pattern that everybody yeah. has like so it kind of reminds me of the fact that Sunderman started with one guy's idea and then it became this whole huge thing that's like almost it almost belongs to the internet it's like the bullet journal is kind of yeah. Similar. I bet a lot of people don't know the name of like Ryder Carroll, the guy who invented the bullet journal. Yeah, for like sure. Like a lot of people don't. I didn't know Eric Knudsen's name. I didn't even know Victor Surge. Yeah. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, Go now ahead. You'll never forget it. No. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, I think it's really important to be able to still funnel things down and point out the person that created something. I think about that with uh, the bullet journal guy, Ryder Carroll. Not all the time. But when I think about it, I'm like, that's got to be so weird. Like, just your list-making system yeah. that you just threw up online. So you're like, oh, this is working for me. It'll work from other people. That and explodes. it's like, it turns into something that's like so different from what you even yeah. started with. It's crazy. Yeah. In one way, it's the dream, right? Like, yeah. Like, something online that people are so passionate about that they want to make it theirs as well. Right. Like, to have that sort of, uh, I don't know, enthusiasm and support behind your idea. Mm-hmm. But it's the double-edged sort of like, but that was mine. And like... People can just leave you behind, theoretically, right? And, like, forget that you had anything to do with it. Like, I think it's important for your ideas to yeah. still belong to you. Yeah, and like also, like with the Slenderman and everything. So you said that there are some versions of the story that are basically like the most repeated and most widely known and everything. Yeah. So like for all we know, like Eric Knudsen could like, I mean, sure, it's not that big a deal. It's a little bit of a different thing, but it could be like that's not at all what I was thinking about for right. Slenderman. Like that's not the Slenderman story because I think about the guy who made the Bullet Journal, Ryder Carroll. When people who know about this stuff think of a 
bullet journal. Like I've seen online a lot of people be like, oh God, I can't get into that. It's like a whole thing. I'm not artistic. I can't do all that. And like, I could imagine him being like, that's not what it is. Yeah. It's about efficiency. Not about, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not just what some like people enjoy yeah. doing, but because so many people enjoy making it so fancy and they share it. If people hear about those things, they think bullet journal, they think like, Ooh, elaborate, big artistic thing. And it's yeah, like, yeah. not at all. I know. So I wonder if it's similar at all. Yeah, maybe you know? it could yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems I've read a couple of quotes of his where he's like he said things like, I, you know, I'm really excited to see somebody take this to the next level. And yeah. I'd be very fascinated to see what somebody what someone's interpretation of it is, mm-hmm. which I think is also sort of the point of an artist. You create yeah. the thing yourself, but people can interpret it in countless ways. Sure. And each person's interpretation even if they contradict each other, mm-hmm. is true. Of course, because it's, it's ju- their angle. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's all very personal. Yeah. Um, so I think that he's been pretty open-minded about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about uh, some of the real-life things that have happened because, yeah. well, theoretically, because of the Slenderman story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are obviously horrible stories of uh, kids attacking each other, setting fires, stabbing their friends mm-hmm. and then saying that they were doing it because of some inspiration from the slender man story mm-hmm. so the most famous the one that people may be familiar with uh, in all likelihood was that there were two 12 year old girls in wisconsin who stabbed a classmate of theirs 19 times yeah. uh their classmate survived mm-hmm. managed to drag herself to the road uh she was rescued but uh, there's no denying that her friends were trying to kill her. Yeah. And they explained later on that what they were doing was they were trying to uh, basically start themselves down a path where they would eventually be invited to stay in Slenderman's mansion in the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that they were afraid Slenderman would kill their families mm-hmm. if they did not commit the murder. Uh, they were eventually deemed... At least one of them was said to not be mentally fit to yeah, stand trial. Yeah. Eventually, over the course of time, they were tried as adults mm-hmm. um, and will not be out until they are, like, for 40 years. Basically. Yeah. So these 12-year-olds will be locked up for, for 40 years. But again, um, what was I going to say? They're in, a, like, a facility, right? They're not in, like, a jail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're right. in, okay. like, a psychiatric right, right, ward kind right. of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um. But they evidently said, and these were things that, like, I it'd be very easy to be like, well, that's hilarious and blah, blah, blah. But I feel like it's also an indication, you know, the thing that was shared above all else was the idea that they stabbed their friend to appease Slenderman. Right. However, uh, one of the girls also testified in court that she has uh, spoken with Lord Voldemort and one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Really? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just realized I thought I had watched the Slenderman documentary that came out on HBO like last year or something, but I think I didn't finish it. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I was aware of the documentary. I I I don't like true crime very much. It makes me yeah. generally like I I like the fascination aspect. Yeah, I think that's what most people get out of it. But the, I have a very hard time not immediately then being like, oh, these are real people that like something really horrific happened to. And yeah, absolutely, it gives me no pleasure to to hear uh, how i don't know in what poor shape this girl was in that she seems to genuinely have thought that she was in communication with fictional characters yeah i may you know i don't totally remember why i started watching it i do like true crime i have a harder time with it as i've gotten older but i still do really like it um 
I think it was in the Slender Man documentary. I'm not 100% sure, but it would make sense. I think they were talking about kind of the culture of sharing things on YouTube and sort of the dark side of that. And I think that one of these little girls kept watching these kind of like violent videos on YouTube oh. toward animals. Oh, God. And I think... I'm remembering now. I think they showed something, and I was like, yeah, I'm out." Yeah, 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 yeah. no, cannot. Do that's that. that's what it, I think it was. Enemy, anyway, absolutely cannot yeah, do yeah. that. I, even when people, I, I more often than not see horrific imagery like that on Facebook when people are sharing things to be like, "Can you believe people oh, are horrible yeah, yeah, to yeah, animals? Can you believe that somebody did this to a dog?" Yeah, I'm well, like, you're being horrible to me right now. Can you not stop sharing that? Yeah, that's. I share the that. message, not the image. Like, I know. I, I am very not about that. Um, no way. That kind of approach. No way. Yeah, it puts me off. Absolutely. So there are uh, unfortunately other stories of kids doing this. Uh, in 2014, a 14 year old girl in Florida allegedly set her family's house on fire while her mother and nine year old brother were inside. Oh God. Uh, police reported that the teenager had been reading online stories about Slender Man. So this is one of those things where, uh, and it's not a something that we can solve, especially not on this show. Yeah. But well, sort of the idea let's see. of, like I said about the two girls who very famously tried to stab their friends. Yeah. So they could go to Slender Man's mansion in the woods, which I'm not sure where that part of the legend comes from. I'm not sure where the mansion in the woods. I've only, I mean, not that I've read a ton of Slender Man stuff, but I've only heard it in the context of that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Uh, she also talked to Lord Voldemort in a Ninja Turtle. Why right. Why did anyone talk about that? What is it about Slenderman? It feels to me, especially well, that with seems this, like that's the like, main thrust, though. Like they were doing it for Slenderman to get to his mansion. It's not like they were doing it for Voldemort to get to that cemetery. True. But then you throw in this girl who who perhaps set her family's house on fire. Yeah. And the police say it's because she'd been reading online stories about Slenderman. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Or is that sort of like you listen to heavy metal? Oh, yeah, that's true. Who you know knows? what I mean? Who knows? It could just be coincidence. So not to not to muddy the waters. Like yeah. maybe it is as exactly cut and dry as it sounds with the girls that stab their classmate. Mm -hmm. But when I see stuff like that where it's like, yeah. like obviously like I watch a bunch of horror and stuff and and you know like somebody like the idea that somebody would be like, "Well, you shouldn't read that then because might you know make you want to burn your house down it's just like it's not true it approaches hysteria yeah i didn't really register the fact that it's just that they said she had visited the website that contained slender man and not that she had said that the burning yeah. down the house had to do anything with slender man so you're totally right that sounds like in, unless there's just something that we didn't see that sounds unconnected it sounds like them when they were pulling people into the principal's office after columbine because they were wearing trench coats yeah exactly exactly like People are not necessarily as simplistic as that. Yeah. You know, it's not. And it's surprising that we still just don't learn that that lesson. I know. Whatever. I know. Uh, so here's a real a real wild one. Okay. Uh, in doing this research, I found out, uh, you know, sometimes we've done research about urban legends and mm -hmm. monsters and we find out some sort of a real story or un what might have been like the, the, the real seed? origin uh -huh. or something. Uh, I don't think that this is really the the really really real origin of Slenderman. However, I thought it was very interesting. Cool. Uh, so uh, there, the president of the Oglala Sioux tribe, uh, Native American tribe, uh, explained that there is a belief in a suicide spirit that is not dissimilar hmm. to the story of the Slenderman, hmm. which suggests that. The Slender Man goes back, obviously, much further than 2009. Yeah. Uh, well, 
So how is he similar? Do you know? Yes. Okay. He is known as either the big man or walking Sam. Walking Sam is a sweet ass name how for a scary thing. Is that name? Uh, so walking Sam is a big man in a tall hat who appeared around the reservation and caused young people to commit suicides. Uh, she said that Walking Sam had been picked up on police scanners, but the police uh, had not been able to protect the community from him. He was a bad spirit. I read that uh, he was so tall, he would hold his arms out, and those would be the branches from which people would hang themselves. Whoa, that's very cool. That as wild. a like story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, wow. you know, you think of Slenderman as yeah. being that shapeless face wearing a suit. Right. I'm not sure when the modern business suit was invented. I'm not sure myself. But is that as far back as his origin goes or yeah. has he re- reinvented himself right. from place to place from time to time yeah. to appear uh-huh. uh, comforting to different, you know, He's evolving with the times. Absolutely. Yeah. So was Slenderman perhaps the big man? Was Slenderman walking Sam? And so then the idea of Slenderman is almost like that idea of an idea being something that can travel from person to person. Like it's yeah. its own actual thing. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful segue, Kristen, because I'm going to start Thank talking you. about pop culture and Slenderman. Great. I'll make a brief. Let's do it. Uh, first thing I want to say, that idea of, of like a... a a spirit of creativity whispering an idea in your ear mm-hmm. and you can either capitalize on it in that moment or it'll go to somebody else. Yeah. I'm a very big fan of a filmmaking group, a YouTube group called Red Letter Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people may be familiar with them as uh, doing the Mr. Plinkett reviews for mm-hmm. the Star Wars prequels where he basically did these massive three hour long dissections of Star Wars from 1999 and how terrible it was, but he doesn't just rag on it. He explains the actual reasons why that's an unfulfilling movie. Mm -hmm. That group I find hilarious. They do movie reviews online of current films. They watch old bizarro movies on VHS tapes that would never have been upgraded to modern technology. They are lost to time. They watch them. and That's awesome. They even watch like, do you remember like you'd get a VHS tape and it'd be learn how to use the internet. And yeah, VHS theoretically. That's yeah. like, it weighs less than most VHS tapes. Because <laughs> yeah, there's like no tape in it. Yeah, yeah. And it's 15 minutes long. Yeah. They've done shows where they just watch a bunch of those. That's and awesome. Talk about them. It's called Best of the Worst. <laughs> Have them find that clue video. The, the video that's a companion to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will and I used to be obsessed with it, and there's no way, I don't know how we could find it. So, um, aside from commenting on film, they're also filmmakers themselves. Mm-hmm. And one of the earliest films that they did was a movie that I think was called The Recovered. Okay. Anyway, Google Red Letter Media Slenderman. Basically, they do a video where they talk about how in a very early movie of theirs, there is a character that is stalking people who is a, a, a pale white man wearing, who's always wearing a business suit, is seen standing half obscured in the woods uh-huh. uh, much of the time and doesn't seem to age, even though the characters definitely do. Yeah. And so they basically sort of tongue in cheek talk about the fact that they mm-hmm. may have invented the Slender Man. Right. I watch that. I think that some of their ideas of how they're connected to the Slender Man are looser than how I feel about the things that I feel like I've been connected to. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like I invented the show Hannibal before it existed. Sure. But, um, 
I didn't invent Hannibal Lecter, but I invented the show Hannibal. Anyway. Essentially. Uh, I feel like their claims are looser than the way I feel about my Yeah, stuff. yeah. However. It's not as tight. No. Yeah. However, Yours are pretty tight. Yeah, they don't. The, their evidence category isn't that great. However, yeah. that idea of like something whispering in your ear to do something. Yeah. I almost do kind of believe like it did whisper in their ear. Yeah. And they tried. And yeah. it didn't take off. So when it had to it go to somebody else. Victor Surge's ear. Yeah. Yeah. It so, could be. So Google that. It's very entertaining. Cool. Don't take it seriously. But I really, really enjoy it. I really enjoy that group. Sweet. Uh, okay. Let's talk about two other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a video game called Slenderman the Eight Pages. It came out in 2012. So I have kept meaning to bring this up. Um, what, what Do you remember that there was a Slenderman video game? Like, right? Is that this? Yeah. Okay. Why? What? What were you going to say? Um, no, I just remember that you and I... I mean, I think it was longer ago than 2012, but maybe I'm wrong. You would think. Um that yeah there's a scary video game and then he would just like pop out yes that was like my first introduction to slender man was like you me and like mike playing that yes 100 yeah. we were yeah. in alleys in my first apartment in town uh-huh. uh we were standing in the little office uh where we used to do shows yeah. and yeah we played that for a little bit it was really really fun yeah it was a game that was highly addictive for a very brief period of time yes you're in the woods you're on your own it's just you and a flashlight and you are walking around trying to find eight pieces of paper that are hidden around the environment sometimes it is stuck to the side of a tree sometimes it's inside an old barn each page says something terrifying about you know he he whispers in your ear at night. Yeah. He comes to take the children away. So ostensibly, you're learning bit by bit about this monster that's chasing you. Right. And you can pick up on audio clues and visual clues that will let you know if Slenderman is close. You are always running from him. It sounds sweet. He's always there. I never played it completely. I just like looked at the beginning of it and got scared by Slenderman and quit or something. Is it cool? Uh, It's fine. Uh-huh. I, I haven't played it in a very long time. My feeling about it is kind of the point is that you're supposed to pick it up and put it down yeah they eventually expanded the game and released it for like the nintendo wii u and playstation really yeah it was called slender the arrival okay it's still available it's ten dollars on pc right now uh they gave it you know multiple levels sometimes you're running around a suburban environment you're running around in the street whatever it did not hold my attention Uh my feeling is that it's almost like pac-man yeah there's some people who get really addicted to pac-man and will see it all the way through i like to play pac-man play tops two three levels sure and i'm good Mm -hmm. that's how i felt about that game and i felt it was hyper addictive and really fun and very scary and it was uh, sort of the modern resurgence of survival horror i feel like there are a lot of very big games that then followed up on exactly exactly that kind of gameplay yeah uh there's a very big alien game where you play as sigourney weaver's character's daughter Mm -hmm. uh creeping around a big old spaceship and the xenomorph is constantly on your tail oof constantly and i don't like that just slender man yeah it's just the same stressful thing. too stressful uh, very addictive so the other the other big one to talk about is the fact that i'm talking about slender man because there's right. a movie in theaters right now a movie that i did not see mm-hmm. but wanted to but movie pass changed their plan we actually had the same pro- we were going to see it the day after we ditched seeing it and we couldn't oh Kristen. yeah i i wanted to go Movie Pass only allows you to see one of We were going to ask you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, as of this recording, because it's constantly changing, we currently live in the period of time where Movie Pass <laughs> only allows you to see one of two movies. It is up to them which two movies are available. Slender Man has not been available every time I've wanted to go. Yeah. Um, so I did not go to see it. 
However, what I do know is that it has not done well. Correct. Uh, critically, at least. I heard that it was projected to make 10 to 12 million. It made about 11, which not to bad. me says it's right on yeah, target for what totally. they expected. But I've also heard that they shifted its release date. So that it would just be devoured by the movie The Meg. And not look like a crappy movie. It'd be like, oh, well, I mean, it didn't even stand a chance. Yeah, because yeah. there's this big Jason Statham shark movie. Right. What were we going to do? But I've also read articles where Bloody Disgusting said uh, that The Slender Man isn't even a finished movie. <laughs> that what is in theaters isn't even a complete film. However, their reasons for saying that are like there are things in the trailer that aren't in the movie. Yeah. Which is unfortunately true of a lot of films. That, yeah, that happens all now, the time. So I don't really necessarily believe that. Uh, to me, it just looks like a boring, conjuring-esque movie. Totally. So I will- When I read the um, summary of it, it made me want to watch it a little bit more. Like, I still think oh, really? it looks crappy, but I-, I guess there's more teen girl summoning stuff than I realized, which oh, is always okay. fun to me. Yeah. So. Well, there are rumors that it used to, it was intended to be R-rated until Sony got worried about the court case of the girls that tried yep. to kill their friend and worried about backlash. So they made them cut it down to PG-13, which may have defanged it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I still believe in, like, you know, movies are movies. Yeah. You know, do what you got to do in film. But, um, yeah, I don't know. If it weren't for this show and MoviePass, mm-hmm. I would have... No oh, if it weren't for MoviePass, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I refuse yeah, yeah. to pay for it. Yeah, I, w- I would see it at home or whatever. I don't even know if I would. I would. I don't know if I'd pay to watch it at home, but if it was on Netflix, I'd probably watch it. You know what? I say that, there's a decent chance I would just out of curiosity. Yeah. Because I like the idea of Slenderman as the character. I'm not so much... I'm not even like a fan of all this stuff. I'm just fascinated by the way that this thing evolves, yeah. basically. It's funny. My story is a little bit similar. Really? Yes. I see a lot of people being like, it should have been a found footage Blair Witch type movie. But the last time a Blair Witch movie came eh. out, everybody crapped on it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, what so you, no. which one do you want? That doesn't sound like what it should be. Uh, yeah, I think it's almost doomed either way. Yeah. So I will ask you. Well, to end. If, if somebody did it well, it wouldn't be doomed. But. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but what's doing it well? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I will ask a question that we cannot answer. Okay. To end this. Uh, we're able to now observe folklore. Mm-hmm. At its birth and how it evolves over time. That's right. Slenderman, I think, is past his prime. Oh, absolutely. And got so big several years ago that there's almost no coming back. Yeah. Now a big Hollywood movie has come out. It took them 10 years to get to the point where they're going to make a Hollywood movie, which I think is actually kind of impressive. Uh huh. But it's tanking. Are we also going to witness what happens when folklore dies? Like, you know, in 10 years, will we be like, oh my God, remember Slenderman? Kind of, yeah. I think it depends on how good the folklore is. I bet there could be something, and I bet there probably is something that was kind of like born on the internet that we still talk about and is still kind of like a cool thing to go visit every once in a while. Maybe you don't think about it a whole lot, but you're like, oh, that was a really cool story. Let me go check on that. Slenderman is cool, but I don't don't know if he stands the test of time cool. Yeah, he may not have legs. I would say he doesn't have legs. He's kind of played out. It's interesting. (laughs) But I I think that there probably will be more things like that, but I also think there's potential for there would be stories that actually do endure an insanely long time like the boogeyman or whatever yeah yeah, you know cool yeah yeah i'm excited for like what the next thing is yeah like you know you you've shared them cool you've shared them online at gttu pod we've had viewers and listeners share stuff with us about like you know there's like a lore of a of a face with big scary eyes and a really wide smile Uh, i did not share that so it looks disgusting somebody Somebody else shared it in our Facebook group. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. Yeah, but it's just like, it doesn't really have the legs. <laughs> was it like Mongo or to something? To like keep me 
keep me on the hook. I didn't want to click it. It looks disgusting. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, not, I'm just excited for, for the, the next one that almost hits that mainstream. Dear David. Whatever. Dear David. Duh. Dear David. Dear David. Pretty good. I love Dear David. I really enjoy Dear David. I think that's got legs for days. Okay. Yeah. yeah I look really up Dear like David. Dear David. I bet that I could revisit that. I mean, it's not going to have a lot of new stuff attached to it, probably. Yeah. But um, I bet I could revisit that in five years. I'm like, oh, this was really cool and I fun. think you're probably right about that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. The, there's going to be a movie. Fingies crossed that it's good. Oh really? Yes, they uh, announced that like a while ago. Okay, I you know could Okey be. Dokey. I we'll see. I mean, it depends on who's. I mean, you could be cautious about everything. I'm interested. I think it could be cool. I'll see it. I'll yeah, see it. everybody, look I'm up curious. Dear David. If you don't know Dear David, look it up. It's so sweet. I'm time. curious with the movie whether they're going to go the route, which I would imagine this, but who knows, the route of you're just living inside the story and it's just like you're you're, you're like you're following the guy as he yeah, does it, yeah, yeah. or if it'll be a little removed and it's the guy and it's being like, so I've been posting these things on Twitter about that's been going on with my house. Like, are they going to acknowledge? that it's a twitter story or is it just going to be the it's story it's so funny we all are obsessed with like being on facebook and on twitter mm-hmm. like there's no denying it yeah it's part of like life now but no matter what if i watch a movie and people say they posted something on twitter it mm-hmm. feels so it feels weird stupid yeah it feels weird yeah but it's perfectly indicative of the world we live in yeah it's completely reasonable to do that yeah i don't know but like yeah who knows it's it's tricky yeah you know i i guess you know what I say this, like, we live stream this show. Yeah. Um, If I was watching a movie about somebody who's live streaming, Mm -hmm. that would feel fine to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the brand name thing. I was gonna say that. I wonder that if it's possible? because it sounds silly. Because think about it. Like if people talk about it being on Facebook, yeah. it doesn't. But you're right. I mean, I can't. I even, found this on Facebook. I can't even think of something where Twitter would come up. But I do think I would think it was a little funny. It also depends on how they use it. Because like, think there's of, a ghost in the chat. <laughs> that's this. That's the plot of Unfriended. Yes. Um, <laughs> Think about when somebody writes something who's out of touch with what they're writing about. Like if they're like, so I uh, have been working on these blog entries yeah, and you're yeah. like, nobody talks like that. So I wonder if Twitter things could feel weird because maybe things that you've seen or things that could happen, yeah. like aren't saying it quite yeah. right. Although you, you know, know what? I would be fine with making a resurgence, pre- preferably in film or maybe on like a CSI type show. Uh-huh. The word blogosphere. Blogosphere. Remember people used to say that? Yes. <laughs> people used to use that word. Uh, yeah. You say resurgence funny. You say resurgence. 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 Independence Day resurgence. I don't know. Doesn't sound right to me. I don't know. Leave a vote. <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. I'll put a poll in the doodly do. <laughs> you, you guys handle that. <laughs> the hiddly piddly. There was also... Um, Real quick, not that long ago, I watched an episode of Law & Order SVU that was based on the Slenderman case. Oh, really? But they changed it in the episode, which was a sweet name. The sloppy Man. The Glasgow, Glasgow Man. Glasgow Man. No, I don't know how to pronounce things. Glasgow is how I say that word. You say S's like Z's. Glasgow. Glasgow. I think, well, I would, I I think ask, they said Glasgow. I would ask for a glass of water, not a glass of water. <laughs> yeah, but I guess if it's one <laughs> S in the middle of a word, you say it like a Z. Huh. What's another one? Boy, I don't know. Raspy voice. It's not a raspy voice. Innocence. Innocence. Do you really? <laughs> no, I do not. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I do not say I innocence. was like, that sounds weird. Anyway, that yeah. is the end of the Slender Man story. Cool. Or is now. it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. God. I think it might be over. Pulled quite a face. I think it's kind of over. It feels dated already. It feels done. I still, it's still funny, interesting, but it's like, still it doesn't cool. feel. I still. It doesn't feel like it's going to keep rolling. I still occasionally really. want to watch Marble Hornets. 
I'm interested in that. That sounds very cool to me. Yeah. Okay. So, Will, I'm going to talk to you about something that I had never heard of before and I think is so cool. And it seems like it's not a huge thing. Like when I Googled and I was doing research, there were, I mean, there were a good amount of sites and stuff about it, but like not like a ton, ton. It didn't seem like that, like everybody knows about it. Do you know anything about Stull Cemetery in Kansas? Stull? S-T-U-L-L? Yep. No. No. I've never heard of it. I hadn't either. I must have come across it somewhere and then sent it to myself through email with the headline GTTU because I do that sometimes. I find something cool and then I search GTTU and pick a topic. But um, so that's what what I did with this and I don't know where I found it. Um, except that the the website found it, it kind of like, I, it probably grabbed me because it's similar to like the Willard Library and other things where it was a website that was like, it's from, it was copyright 2002 and it had like, not in a cool way, just in maybe like a little bit of like an off um, formatting way, like big font at the top and then it got kind of small, like it was Love just very it. much like a... Old an website. old website, yeah. So it was sweet, and I mostly used that by check some other I things. So, oh, and that was prairieghosts.com. Prairie ghosts. Yes, prairie. and then it may have been slash stall, but if you Google prairie ghosts stall cemetery, it'll come up. Interesting. I like going to old websites. It feels like creeping around in like a like yeah. ghost town. Yeah. Like, I know no one's been here in a long time. It's so cool. And I think there's something about the fact that they don't have polished, like not to say that polished websites are any loss, less authentic whatsoever. Yeah. But the fact, I think it's the fact that it was made so long ago when web, making your own website was not really a thing a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, and that it's just kind of like just content, not a lot of flash. Yeah. I like it. It feels like such a passion project. I miss when you would see that a place has a live webcam. But it wasn't video. It would upload a photograph. Yes, every like every yeah. So it's like nah, 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 oh, that was the best. That totally, that's like the Willard Library cam actually was yeah, like that. You're right. And then the Mothman cam seems to just be down permanently, yeah, but it still has the square on the website. Yeah. Oh, I love that though. I love it though. Me too. Okay, so Stull Cemetery is awesome. So Stull, it's Stull, Kansas, and it is a super duper rural area with very few residents. It's that there are probably like less than 20 residents who live oh, there. Okay. Um, and again, it, this is a smorgasbord of facts from this 2002 website and other places that were a little bit more current. So who Fair knows? Right. But the deal with Stull Cemetery is that supposedly... <laughs> supposedly, supposedly. Um, okay, anyway, supposedly it's one of the two places on earth that the devil appears in person. Oh, oh. And he does it two times a year. He does it on Halloween and he does it on the spring equinox. Wow. The other place that he appears is in India and they happen simultaneously. So he is just, because he's the devil and he's got all the powers, he's appearing in both places at the same time on these dates. That's so cool. Yeah, totally. That's um, almost like, uh, uh, they've said that, I'm going to get this completely wrong, mm-hmm. just for the record. I know this is wrong. I know there's a bright answer. I don't really care about the right it's answer, fine. if I'm honest. There's a scientific thing that they observed of like a particle or an atom mm-hmm. that's able to teleport. It like simultaneously uh-huh. exists in two places at once. Cool. Like, if you wanted to make a scientific theory about what the devil is doing when he yeah. appears it would be like yeah no 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 he's well, like well there's that particle it is one body it's just in two places yeah yeah basically <laughs> yeah. or like what i wrote here santa because santa, santa seems like he can be in multiple places at the same time to deliver all those toys all over the world it feels like a mario brothers kind of rule that one where it's like you know if you lose the level and mario falls down a pit and you just start they just again. open a door and another Mario walks out and tries to go this time. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, a I feel parade like of like, Santas, not multiple Santas doing the bidding at the same yeah. time. 
That feels right. There's a Santa for every person on earth. Yeah. And I think especially because of the Santa's helpers thing at malls, that feels more right that there are multiples. Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So he appears simultaneously um, in both places at those times, Halloween and the Equinox. And what he does is gather all of the people who've died violent. Oh, and this is specifically on Halloween. On Halloween, he he gathers all the people who've died violent deaths over the past year for them to dance around on earth at the witching hour. Oh. Mm-hmm. Dance around on Earth. Yep. So that's you know like opening, opening the membrane between the world of the living and the dead. Yes. Like the William, one night, that veil. That veil. You know how thin it gets. It's like a wafer. It's like a wafer. This veil. Have you felt the veil? It's crumbling. Lately? It's just like crumbling in my hands. It's just oh god, I feel it when I step outside. It's like an old piece of silk that's just disintegrating. Oh, it's disgusting. Ugh. Um. Yeah. Like that's a thing on American Horror Story. That was part of the lore on that show. That on on Halloween night. Oh. The ghosts are able to oh, yeah, uh, that's right. walk free. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a thing. Okay. I don't think they in- invented that. Um, but so another – so he comes to to Stull, Kansas um, in particular and this cemetery because there is a grave there that has the name Wittich, W-I-T-T-I-C-H. Um, and it's said that either he is visiting the – well, you know, okay, so where it said that the bones of a child are, that the devil himself sired oh. with a mortal witch. The child was apparently so deformed that it only lived a few days. And so the the story is that that grave site is either the grave site of the child or of the mother. Huh. So, and there's another story where if it's the mother, there's another grave that has the kid in it. Right. But there's always that the child of the devil is in the cemetery and that the ghost of the child has been seen around the cemetery and he kind of looks like werewolf-esque. Oh, that's kind of cool. And it reminded me of the Jersey Devil. Sure. Yeah, that story reminds me of the Jersey Devil, but also the idea that the devil can marry a witch or, you know, like have a baby with a witch and yeah. the baby looks like a werewolf. As stupid as it is, it makes me think of the Munsters, where like, <laughs> you know, Grandpa yeah. is a is a, obviously a Dracula, but his son is a Frankenstein, and his son is a wolf boy, but he's married to Morticia. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like every monster depends on which gene is strongest. Yeah, exactly. Like being a being a Dracula is a recessive. I'm saying right. that instead of instead of vampire being a Dracula. A Dracula. It's a recessive like it gene. You might you might pass it on or like. You might end up having a werewolf if your wife has a stronger werewolf gene. Oh, he's a Frankenstein. It could even be far back. It might not be her. It could be your dad. It's going to be hard for him to grow up a Frankenstein. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, every kid's life is hard. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Oh, boy. Um, so another reason, Stull Cemetery is just a hub for the devil. Um, he also comes there because there's an abandoned church that's – I mean, this is legit. There is an abandoned church that's there, and it has no roof. It just kind of caved in a long, long time ago, but the walls are still up structure-wise. And it's said that there have been lots of followers of Satan who have met there to perform rituals and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. it just seems like a lot of, like, Satan satanic in the satan loving sense not in the just like um love yourself sense of the official satanic church um have met there and conducted rituals that the devil likes and also something that i love the idea of is that it's said that when it rains in that area even though the church has no roof no rain falls in the church i love i know i love that isn't that awesome that's very awesome um so the devil comes and goes there partially with the aid of the fact that that Stull Cemetery is actually one of the seven portals to hell. Oh. So convenient yeah. that his wife and kid are buried there. 
he's got a bunch of followers in that church anyway. Plus, he has a staircase that leads him there. Like, why wouldn't he go there? Well, but saying it's convenient is ignoring the fact that obviously these things were like preordained. Yes, they were written in the stars. Obviously, you know, like you know, if you're going to begat well, a child on Earth, wouldn't you want to do that someplace that he could easily travel to? Mm-hmm. That's where the portal to hell is. Chicken or the egg? Yeah, you know, that's where it comes and goes. That's right. So there's a staircase behind the church. Um, like in the ground. And so, so it was interesting, like looking at all these sources. Some people say that it only appears that staircase on those nights okay. on Halloween and the spring this equinox. Easy to disprove. <laughs> Some people give detailed instructions of how to find it. Like people who have gone to Stull Cemetery to like root around or whatever, or like, okay, so it's at the back of the church on the right side. It's hard to find because the cover is covered with grass. Like they make it sound like they've seen it. Okay. From things I found it on like weird kansas like weird usa or whatever so it was that structure of like weird new jersey where people write in with their anecdotes of yeah. going to these places um and so a couple of people were like yeah it's back here who knows but um so it said that when you do find that door either on only those days or any old time who knows you pull it up and there are stairs leading down and it's the gateway to hell awesome so if you start down them, like if you even do like one step, there's going to be a force that brings you down. You're going to have to go down all the way. Gravity. So, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's this force. <laughs> no, well, I'm a devilish force. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So you can't just like do a peak. Like once it has you, it's got you and it's like tractor yeah. beams and you are going to go down all the way to hell. You can't just like take a peak 13. <laughs> if you start down that path. Peak 13. Post. That was dad's old passwords. Oh, take a oh, okay, take a peek thirteen. Take I gotcha. Thirteen. We asked our dad what his Netflix password was, and he said it was take a peek thirteen. This is an awesome password to have. He had so many good passwords. Yeah. I I adopted two of his passwords as my own now. Don't say what they are. I'm not. Okay. So um, but they're funny. So also in the cemetery, which is very sweet. Um, there was a huge tree that actually grew up through a a headstone. Okay. So. Basically, it said that this like gravestone was like entangled kind of with the roots of this tree. And that's said to have been a place where a witch was hanged at one point. So it's a little bit of the lore of the cemetery. And it was cut down by the town. Um, some people say it was a way to dissuade tourists and looky loose who come to the cemetery. And other people say it was just dead. So it was like no biggie. Right. Dead tree. So speaking of looky loose and tourists and everything, this whole thing picked up steam not that long ago. Like they say these stories stretched really back, but it was written about in the student run newspaper of the university of Kansas in 1974. Cool. And that's what got people going is an article that was talking about like weird occurrences and said that it was haunted and had different people quoting and saying like haunty things that had happened to them. And then I found on a site that maybe the origins of that, like how these students even heard of that or whatever, was that apparently there was a professor at the university who told the gateway to hell story to his classes, like year after year since the 50s. Like this was just like, which I can totally imagine, like it just being somebody's thing who's like, you know, still cemetery. Like they get that like weird little twinkle in their eye when somebody is like loving this story that they're telling. Like Santa. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, he wiggles. Wait, does Santa wiggle? Well, look at his nose. He touches his nose, right? He touches right? his nose. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Floops up. So chin. impish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so apparently this professor like loves telling his new students like, yeah, you know, there's a place with like a gateway to hell. Not oh, that far from here or whatever. That is a version of college I could have gotten behind. Oh, totally. I did not enjoy my time yeah. in college. If I had been in a class where the professor was like, 
say, by the way, I probably shouldn't be saying this. But, but you know, it's in that rehearsed way where he's obviously said it a million it's times. It's so fun, yeah. If you go down old Boot Hill. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful. There's quicksand. There's quicksand. But uh, like, and and like, I never had that experience where like a bunch of college kids are hanging out in the quad. Yeah. And then one's like, "Hey, Douglas, I dare you to <laughs> to go talk to the devil in the stole cemetery." I'm like, I'm "Fine, I'll do it. Then I'll, I'll do it." And then you find yourself walking, you know, into the cemetery at night, like yeah. a bunch of kids with flashlights or whatever. That's completely I what happened. That experience. Oh, totally. I never had that either. I never had it. I did take a um uh literature of horror class. When that's I was in college, cool. that was sweet. Yeah. Um, so that's basically what happened. Like this, this thing got written about in the newspaper and people started going there to check it out and like daring each other to go there at night to scare each other. Love it. And then, um, a few years later, there was another article about it in the Kansas City Times, which is our, obviously a larger newspaper. And then it like really exploded. So people started visiting all the time and they were messing up the cemetery because people are idiots. So they would like take a piece of crumbling headstone to like show everybody that they actually like went and did it and stuff. So it was starting to get like messed up right. and vandalized because also people ruin things. People ruin things. And also it's a lot of like young people who are going and like slamming beers and stuff and waiting for something to happen and getting bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they start like screwing stuff up. A little shotgun. Yeah. Shotgun some Hennigans. Hennigans. Yeah. The no smell, no tell scotch. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to sh- shotgun a Hennigans, though. Bunch of boozers, <laughs> users, and losers in that cemetery. Wow, Will, you have just dropped like four references. It's reference salad. <laughs> yeah, in the last like five minutes, and I enjoy all of them. Um, so then in 1978, there were about 150 people, it was estimated, who went there on Halloween night to like see this whole oh, devil thing. Yeah. And, you know, it was noticed that a lot of people showed up. But it was just kind of like, all right. <laughs> Professor shows up in a double <laughs> suit. It was real. <laughs> so then it kept growing so much. So it's it kind of going to like the way this thing spread. This pre- professor was telling this story forever to students who probably like rolled their eyes a little bit. Some students were into it, wrote a story about it. A few years later, it gets picked up by like a state story or yeah. city story or whatever. 150 people go a few years after that. Then by 10 years after that, there were probably about 500 people wow. who were showing up there. So the police had to start setting up a presence there because it was like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were allowed to do it, but they just had to like they had to scope it out, make sure nothing these yeah, graves. Nothing crazy was happening. You know, like because like on the one hand, it's awesome. On the other hand, like have a little these respect are people's, for the dead and yeah. people might be trying to like. You know, visit their family's yeah. grave and stuff could yeah. you not like you know put your butt on it and take a picture <laughs> probably hey do butt on grave and take a picture of it <laughs> that was huge like planking for a while yeah you just trust me <laughs> it's called hamstone <laughs> put your ham on that tombstone hamstoning hey, you want to go out and do some hamstone <laughs> yeah like planking as you said that was just like a massive one before the age of the internet. Hamstoning. <laughs> Talking about a grave rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a better joke than hamstoning. It's like, it's like night and day. Wow. <laughs> that almost seems, in retrospect, like it's, that feels like it's where I should have started rather than hamstoning. Grave rubbing is makes so much more sense and is such a more logical joke than hamstoning. <laughs> Hamstoning. No, but 
hamstering is good for like a teen sensation, like owling or perching or whatever they called it and planking. I don't think they would call it grave rubbing. I think they would call it hamstoning if we're talking about a thing like that. Hamstoning. But you can imagine like kids in class being like, yeah, I did some grave rubbings last night, professor. <laughs> and the professor being like, oh, that's wonderful. I mean, you must be a real a student of history then. Yeah, yeah, I got a really good one. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, I did grave rubbings on like <laughs> half the headstones. Barely <laughs> 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 you know, keeping it together. <laughs> Professor's like, good. <laughs> Not sure what to do about this. I'm glad to hear that, Jeremy. <laughs> Moving on. Um. <laughs> I'm stoned. Right. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um. So my final thing, I'm sure things have happened since, but in 1999, this craze kept going for all these years from yeah. 1974 to probably now. Oh, but so cool. in, I know, but in 99, um, a television crew came on Halloween to record like the whole hullabaloo and everything. And everything was like fine and cool with the crew there until 1130 when an unknown rep for the cemetery let the police know that they had to make everybody leave. Uh. Why? Maybe they didn't want what was going to happen at midnight to be recorded on television. Ooh. Ooh. I leave you with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, might have been the same thing that happened every midnight on Halloween for the last several decades. I don't, Nothing. I don't think so, William. <laughs> like, I like the idea of everybody, like, reconvening year after year, knowing yeah. the devil's not going to show up, just right. hanging out, having fun. Right. But then, like, yeah, why Why shut that down? I if know. people being respectful... I know, which they probably were ish with the police there and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't get the impression from reading it. It seemed like when it was just like small groups of friends who went, they acted a fool. But it sounds like on Halloween, it was probably like, you know, a little out of control because there's so many people. But I don't think it was like a horrible, it wasn't like Woodstock 99. (laughs) Went out of your way to point out the worst Woodstock. (laughs) Well, that's my point. Is that that was the worst. I don't think it was like Woodstock 99 where there were horrible things happening. It was just a normal gathering. Gotcha. Uh, I guess that's the only you, thing I could think of that would be a bad gathering. You get Woodstock word, 99. You get word that there's going to be a real wild party happening in a cemetery on All Hallows Eve. Uh-huh. Do you go? I mean, it's hard to say because I just don't really love a, a wild party. So, like, that part of it dissuades me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there, Do I know about lore? Uh, you know, they say that there is some sort of a thing that they usually do, um, at the witching hour, but nobody tells you anything more than that. This Something- party happens every year. This is the first year that you've been made aware of it. They try not it's to- It's a small underground party? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not publicized, yeah. really. Right, know? so it's not a rager. No. Yeah, sure. Yeah? Yeah. I don't even know if I would. It depends on who the people were. Like, if they're, if somebody's telling me about it, I must kind of know them. So, like- if people were like, yeah, we go there every Halloween at midnight right. and like a weird thing happens. If I kind of like that person, I'd be like, weird. Okay. And we have fun amongst the stones. Yeah. <laughs> Do you go then? <laughs> person said it like that. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of that, that I've been playing in my head over and over for the, well, not that long. Ryan and I last night were in the car and Howard Stern was on and he was playing, um, like audio of people, like weird, um, community meetings, whatever they're called, like town meetings. Yeah. And he played these two comedians. So in California, apparently they were trying to ban house parties or something. Okay. And these two comedians went up pretending to be like real people. And they had like, kind of like surfer bro kind of, um, personalities that they took on. And they were trying to defend why house parties shouldn't go away. And it was actually 
really funny. And the thing that stuck in my head was that the one guy went up, said this whole ridiculous thing. It seemed like he could kind of be a real person, but he was also ridiculous. And the person running it was like, all right, enough, sir, sit down or whatever. Yeah. They're like, call the next person. That guy comes and he's like, hello, good sir. It's like the <laughs> same kind of dude. And at the at one point during it, he was like. <laughs> the same guy. Yeah. And at one point during it, he's like, house parties bring people together. For example, like Brendan and I were star-crossed. I, or no, he goes, he, a surfer, and I. I, a bodyboarder. And then the guy, then the guy was like, all right, enough, sir, enough. <laughs> I keep thinking about it. We were star-crossed. He, a surfer. I, a bodyboarder. That's wonderful. <laughs> I know. That's a wonderful joke. But so I've been thinking that kind of voice like all day. Oh, I love that voice. <laughs> yeah. I love that voice on the East Coast. No one talks like that. I'm not I mean, sure like, if anyone really talks like that. I don't that know that anyway. they do. Yeah. But like somebody being like, yeah, we'll sit out under the star. <laughs> or like if you heard that in New Jersey, you'd be like, what? Wow. I would go to that party. If that person is inviting me, then sure. Fair enough. If it's Fair like, enough. um, who's Sean Penn's character in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I've never seen that It's movie. like Spumoni or something. Spicoli? Spicoli. Spumoni. <laughs> Pastramo. Uh, cool. Cool. That's it. Kill. Cool. Awesome. So Stully Cemetery. Stull Cemetery. Stull. Mm-hmm. That's the place to be if you want to see El Diablo. Yeah, on Halloween and the spring equinox. That's really cool. What about there, the, place the in other India? variation? Was um, the last day of fall and then the spring equinox? Okay. I don't. I don't think that Halloween's last day of fall. But um, see, I would almost think it would be like the first day of fall and the first day of spring. Because then they would. Be, oh, is, is the spring equinox the first day? I don't know. I'm not sure. Because then it would be like perfectly like between seasons. Like it's right. six months separated from each other. Just like he's. Like on two that. different poles at once. Yeah. Ah, yeah. At opposite sides of the year. Yeah. Could be that. Like that you know? um, I'm not sure what was up with India. I'm not sure. Yeah. Cause that's a, that's a weird one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Did he have another child there? Like did, was he trying to start? I don't know. I only saw the thing about, cause like I saw the thing about it being the one of two places where the devil appears and other articles I read didn't say what the other place was. And so bec- <laughs> it was annoying cause I Googled because of, like I said, there's not a whole lot about Stell Cemetery. I was like, how am I ever going to find this? Like yeah. one of two places devil shows up, Kansas, what is other one? Like yeah. nothing came up. And yeah. then I more carefully went back and read the Prairie Ghost site and it said it in there. Huh. Um, so another point for sweet homemade sites from a long time yeah, ago. Very cool. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. I will say there is, uh, it probably has nothing to do with this, but there is a very cool movie mm-hmm. about the devil and his offspring. Mm-hmm. The devil is played by Harvey Keitel. Which is a really good choice. It's a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Like a really good choice for like totally. an evil devil. I don't remember what it's called. Uh-huh. I remember really liking it when I was a kid. Everybody Google yeah. uh, the movie where Harvey Keitel plays the devil. Yeah. What yeah. the hell was that? Because I do remember it. Yeah. I'm Googling it real quick. Okay. Vamp a little bit. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, I think we're pretty much like at the end of another episode of Guide to the Unknown. Yeah, for sure. And uh, for sure, we hope that you all had a good time uh, and that you maybe learned a little something tonight. Little Nicky comes up because he play- Oh, William, is that what you're talking about? William! <laughs> it was Adam Sandler's... William! <laughs> Little Nicky. <laughs> I thought it was maybe something cool that when I looked at it, I was going to be like, oh my god, that's right, we used to watch that. God damn it, William. I'm so glad I didn't say the next thing that I was going to say. What? I was going to say, and this, it's so weird, but Kevin Nealon was in it. I would have figured it out from that. that. Tip the boat. I think I would have stared at you for five seconds and then figured it out. I was really hoping you would try to Google that later. (laughs) And that, more importantly, a lot of people watching would try to Google that and be like, Harvey Keitel is like a powerful performer. That sounds like it would be a real tour de force. (laughs) 
Anyway. Damn. <laughs> Nothing That's why beats. I also said I liked it when I was younger. When I was a kid, I liked it. Anyway, all right. Now we're for sure at the end of yes. another episode of Guide to the Unknown. Now I know you definitely learned something. Oh, yeah. We... Important. Uh, thank you all so much for stopping by, for yeah. having a good time with us. Uh, we'll see you again in one week's time when we reconvene to talk about things from the wide world of horror. Yeah. If you're interested in getting in touch with us, there are many ways that you can do so. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in helping the show, you can also do these same things. Follow at GTTUPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram so you can get your daily dose of weird news Straight from old Chrissy herself. That's right. The twisted mind of Kristen Rogers Anderson. Talk back. Share your own findings with us. You can email gttupod at gmail.com if you want to send us any paranormal stories that you've yeah. heard from your family. You may have experienced yourself. We may do a show about those uh, listener viewers generated stories in the future. I would go so far to say as we will definitely do it. We just need a few more stories. So if you have a story that you're sitting on, please send it to send it to us. Yeah. Yeah. Go check us out on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash GTTU pod or download the app and look us up. You can donate to the show. Yeah. Give a little something back. Help us keep this thing running. And yeah. That'd be awesome. More as a thank you than really anything else. Yeah. It's nice to feel acknowledged. Yeah. Review the show on iTunes. Tell your mm-hmm. friends about it. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a good chance that somebody you know might also get a kick out of it. So please yeah. help spread the word about Guide to the Unknown any way that you can by posting or literally just by telling the person sitting beside you about our little show. Yeah. You can even follow us individually online. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram. I am at Haunted Sponge. So we'll see you next time when we get weird once more. That's but right. Until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. Bye. Bye.